Welcome to Was It Good? Today we are reviewing the newest Marvel film, Captain Marvel. I'm your host, Ravi, joined by my two brothers, Christian and Arjuna. We'll be looking at the obvious controversy of the film, because trolls, they are still a thing. We will look at the connection this film has to the upcoming Avengers Endgame movie, and of course, we will discuss my favorite topic, shitty CGI. <laughs> yes. I Wait, mean, what, what's CGI? I thought it was all practical effects. I thought it was That's all what real. I thought, too, you know? I thought the Skrulls were a real alien race, and uh, and, I thought, they I thought them. and cats vomiting up and pulling Tesseracts into their uh, systems was real. I thought Ben Mendelsohn, that was his real skin. He let it go. Oh, that's who that was. How are we all doing? Krennic. How are we all doing today? Um, this is our first podcast in our newly established secret base. It's actually in a basement, but you know what's fun about it being in a basement? We're not in our parents' basement. It's technically not a basement because it's not uh, uh, underground. It's why, it is a garage. Why though? do you have to ruin everything? It is a, it is a garage, though. It's a garage. A garage. Garage. Anyway, we I are in our new, it. basically, podcast studio. So HQ. Now these podcasts can come out a lot faster as in opposed theory. to waiting two to three weeks. And That's life true. getting in the way. That's true. Anyway, guys, let's uh, let's just kick it off. Um, I want to try out something a little bit different here, and I like to do this and just throw it at you guys and not discuss it prior like you should do in a group effort. Arjuna, let's talk about the Skrulls, Mad Mickelson, his acting, just all of it. Give me your quick 30-second drop. Well, it wasn't Mad's. It was Ben Mendelsohn. Well, that's what I meant. Yes. Well, uh, you know, I thought it was actually interesting. It, they subverted... Um, they subverted audience expectation by the twist. Spoiler alert, by the way, if you haven't seen Captain Marvel. But they subverted the audience expectation <laughs> by actually making the scrolls not villainous. So in most comic book adaptations of the scrolls, there's the secret war of the scrolls, and they infiltrate Earth, take over some of the Avengers and superheroes, et cetera, et cetera. And I think a lot of people thought that was the way that this movie was going to go, that the scrolls would in fact, be infiltrating Earth, taking over some beloved characters, character, and, you know, on the internet, there were a ton of articles about how, that you know, which Avenger or which ca beloved MCU characters has been secretly a scroll this whole time since 1995. That didn't happen. The scrolls were actually the ones that were being hunted by the Kree. So it was a nice, you know, MCU twist, which... It has now become actually commonplace for the MCU to have a twist, starting with Winter Soldier. Do like you do you think they, they, they stole that from M. Night Shyamalan, a good friend of the Was It Good podcast? No, I don't think they did. I just think, you, you know, now, now even just thinking about it logically, the MCU has tried to subvert audience expectation for a while now, really going back to Winter Soldier, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D. being Hydra, Guardians 2, uh, you know, um, Star Lord's dad being evil. Um, those you, are really you, two. When I you can say when you say subvert, <laughs> you mean subvert from the comic book material? Yeah, a little bit, and then just audience expectation. I mean, this one, this one was uh, subverting audience expectation of. I think a lot of people were very convinced, like, oh my god, scrolls. We're doing secret invasion for Phase Four. Like, this is what's happening, and that could still happen. But it was a nicely pleasant twist to go in and be like, oh, the scrolls aren't the bad guy. It's the Kree. It's not necessarily the most original twist, but it was. I think it was nicely done in the context of this movie. Hmm. I mean, the every single scroll in the movie was kind of humorous too. Like they all had like kind of this a funny personality. It's pretty, th pretty interesting. I'll just say it. this film suffers from. I think it suffers a little bit from the whole Netflix Marvel issue. 
which is the bad guy or the potentially bad guy is more interesting than the main character. Like the um, the main scroll, what was his name? Ben Mendelsohn. Not Ben Mendelsohn, the character. Oh, Talos. Talos. Talos, I thought was far more interesting than. But he's not a bad guy. I know, but he is fr- phrased as a bad guy, right? He starts out as a bad guy, but he was still more interesting than Captain Marvel. I, I thought Captain Marvel was pretty interesting. She I, was very. I, I, I thought she was interesting from the very fact that she doesn't know her background. She doesn't know her past. Very much that Final Fantasy VII Cloud-esque uh, backstory. No, but it mm. is, though. Like You start off as Cloud in, in, in the game, and you have no idea. He has no idea who he is, and he pieces it together. I don't think the execution was necessarily there, but I think it was interesting enough. And she was m- far more interesting to me than uh, Doctor Strange an hundred percent. Yep. Oh God! Don't say the hundred percent. A war machine and so forth. You know. <laughs> so forth. Well, war machine became interesting after his accident. Not really. He no. can still walk. He with can still walk. Robotic le- I, I, right. There's nothing interesting there to me. Well, yeah. There's been no why, character development. Why are you dashing no. on Don Cheadle? No, I, I love Don Cheadle. I actually yeah. think it's a well. Dis- keep your emotions checked, bro. I think it's. I think it's. <laughs> a di- I think it's. A, I think it's a disservice for Don Cheadle that war machine. Like I thought, Terrence Howard's war machine in Iron Man One was more fleshed out than he has been in Iron Man 2, 3, any of the Avengers, Civil War. But, I mean, you, you're going to run into, yeah, you run into that are. problem For when sure. you have a billion freaking movies. Well, and that's what Disney's trying to course correct with. with um, The Disney streaming app. With the Disney streaming app. And doing Everyone gets these. their own spinoff show. Well, there, there's talks of doing a War Machine spinoff show. I, Jesus. We'll keep that towards the end. If you're listening, we're at the very end, I do want to touch upon the Disney streaming app and the fact that so much more content is coming but we'll leave that to the very very end so if you're still listening at the end we'll have a couple of things in there to talk about <laughs> if you're still listening <laughs> you better be if you make it to the end i like that uh krishna you're you know you, you've been fairly quiet when we were talking about the green the green freaks the scrolls hulk what did you what was your kind of interpretation of the scrolls so and mm-hmm. because you know we got this just some quick back thing we got the scrolls because of the whole um, what merger happened? Uh, Fox Disney. Well, no, they they were. This was in the pipeline before the the deal happened. But they had some kind of contractual body yes. block. Yeah, going. yeah, yeah. Anywho, uh, what are your thoughts on the freaky green people? So I uh, so I actually had no idea the scrolls were supposed to be bad, or at least uh, that was the comic book thing, because I don't know anything about the comic books. Um, I wasn't too shocked because if you think back to Guardians. Ronin was bad. Ronin is Cree, therefore Cree equal bad. So I was always, <laughs> I was sort of like, oh, these guys are totally not that, you know, not great. And the fact they're also ruled by an AI overlord to me it was a big red flag. Anyway, so I wasn't very shocked. <coughs> um, uh, and also, uh, like uh, like I said before, every single scroll character was low key hilarious in some kind of way. That they, they were, I, I thought as a group, probably the most entertaining group. Of aliens slash organization slash character, you know, group in the MCU, to be honest. Um, but yeah, so I I like them a lot, to be honest. And I'm glad I'm glad they got their uh, happy ending. Well, I don't think it's an Bobcraft joke. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, boom! I'm gonna take our genius thought. Yeah, I don't think it's that ending for them. I mean, we we have. Well, well, I just mean in the context of the movie that yeah. they oh, they're yeah. reunited and they're off to you know find a home. Like within the movie, not the actual, not not the universe. What? I'm sure Thanos, you know, half of them got wiped out, so it's fine. (laughs) It's fine. Totally fine. fine. Moving right along here, I kind of want, I think we should, you know, talk about the the idiot trolls and uh, give them more spotlight and more attention because 
they're sad in their basements. And they will get us views. And yeah, we're all about that. Or Clickbait. Or ears. Yeah, we don't actually don't have a live stream for this one. Yeah, we don't have a uh, live stream. Well, whoopsie. We're still saying it. I mean, do we? I mean, there's. I mean, this movie coming out. Everybody, I think, and their mother knew that somebody, some article, somewhere, people were gonna say the whole, you know, giving women platform, (laughs) female empowerment. Why are you throwing it in my face? Uh, I've seen things like Brie Larson quoting and you know, pretend quote. I've not verified any of these quotes, but saying white males are evil. No, Uh, no, no. no, Actually, I have more context behind that. Uh, That's why you're the context producer. So, so people pulled a quote from uh, what she said about judging movies and kind of appreciating movies, and she was talking about like the Academy, and she was talking about things of that nature, and she's like, "Do I want a bunch of white males?" judging Captain Marvel on, like, the biggest stage of, like, the Academy? No, I would want women because it's a movie, like, made for women. Or And she's like, do I want... And she talked about, like, 12 Years a Slave. She's like, should a bunch of white men be judging a, a movie about about slaves, about black people? No, I would want the correct, the correct demographic, quote-unquote. I guess... Or a mix of, I you guess know. The, the yeah. she's just saying she yeah. doesn't want just like it's this isn't a movie just for white males. Right. That's essentially what she's saying. And then, I but think she people, didn't say that. People, though. she did. People just pulled the quote. People of pulled she, the, the quote. quote the, pulled the it's not made for men. Of, yeah, she. They literally pulled. Half they pulled of that, her sentence. and then people were like, but then she went on to say in that same quote that it was made for women. Yeah, so it's it not w- made because for it me. was. I mean, no, it is. But she's saying I want women in there too. Okay, that's what she's saying. Okay. But, and it wasn't made. F- it wasn't made specifically for you. It was made for you know th- MCU fans. I think but it was it's, made um, for everybody. Yeah, yeah, sure. It was well, made. Yeah, for it was made by Disney. So yeah, except DC it fans, made they can run hell. There are. There's no such thing as a DC fan. I'm a DC fan. They're dead. Animated, they all died. Only animated DC content. I couldn't give two fucks. Can we swear on this? I don't give two yeah. fucks about the actual movies except Justice League, for which was a great film, Krishna. Great film. You loved it. Uh, no, no, I didn't. Oh, you really no, didn't. you didn't love it either. I no. did. I only almost left the theater like five times. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think just uh, talking about the trolls and the whole, um, you know, their message is uh, that this movie is pushing the feminist agenda, which is, and th- these are the same people though who who legit believe that that agenda is literally destroying the world, like it's destroying social structure as we know it, and that's why people don't get married. Blah de blah de blah de blah. I don't think it's surprising. In fact. I'm I'm surprised there wasn't more of a strategy, to be honest, on Disney's part to kind of deal with that. No, unless there no, was. No publicity is bad publicity. Yeah, and and honestly, it hasn't hurt the movie as of as That's of the true. recording of this podcast. The movie has made six hundred million dollars. Yeah, so. and it, it it hasn't hurt the critical rating either. Yeah, I, I don't I don't. Well, think. actually, I think some two interesting things came out, or two things I know of came out from uh, review companies and tech companies to kind of combat the trolls. Yeah, number one was YouTube. YouTube first of all decided they put some kind of quote-unquote algorithm and to your point real quick about the Cree being ruled by a computer i believe companies like google are run by a computer and that's bad anyway <laughs> i know at least one company that's definitely run by a computer anyway Don't so the it. uh youtube algorithm and i'm doing air quotes here because who the hell knows what an algorithm is it's basically set up so that if some rinky dink small little podcast podcast group like us was a good posted a, a uh, review of captain marvel on the internet, and at the same time, a more well-established group like E Entertainment also published a review. 
the end user who searches for Captain Marvel review will always see the E entertainment one before they ever see ours. Well, that just makes sense on a logical level, though. E has a bigger No, following. sure, sure. It, I, I agree there. But what my fear is with this, quote, algorithm mm -hmm. is that, you know, if you're not once again buying into whatever YouTube is selling, their agenda, their views, maybe even financial give me some money type thing, your content's never going to be shown on that massive platform. Agreed. Yes. So 100%. that part, I understand why That's they're so cool. doing it because, yeah, they don't want the trolls idiot, you know, crazy, anti-feminist, murder everybody but myself agenda push. I completely understand that, but at the same are you, time... Are you sure that... Is this a confirmed thing? Yes. It is. It is confirmed. Because there are several, uh, you know, um, hate groups or whatever who have huge followings. So it would actually be in YouTube's best interest to have them also promoted. Depending, so like, let's say you subscribe to them, sure. they're going to appear pretty high. Right. You know? So, I don't know. Well, well we, yeah. I mean, once you subscribe to either one, Was It Good or E! Entertainment, in my example, they will appear in more of your searches. Right. My thing is discoverability. Mm -hmm. Right? If you people listening are not going out and finding us and subscribing to all of our wonderful content, they will be drowned out. That's a bigger that's a bigger issue though of uh just how hard it is to build a following these days. You're always gonna be well, competing you're, against You're also big behind people. because we're in the age of the internet where nothing dies. So E has been nothing dies has been pumping out content for years that's correctly tagged and has is SEO friendly. They have and, an army and behind helps them. with their algorithm, right? They have you know, millions and millions of pieces of content. We have this is like thirty-eight podcasts. We're better than them. I agree. That being said, E Entertainment, if you're listening, we'll totally take a paycheck. If you if you want to buy out our podcast, it's only going. We're selling it for right now. Um, Twelve billion. One point nine trillion dollars. <laughs> and uh, we get all creative uh, license. Actually, we just do exactly <laughs> what we do. We send you a file. At like all at entertainment.com and you take care of the rest. I think come that's up with fair. the come I up with very come fair. up with a copy, come up with any thumbnails, all of that stuff. We literally Can't just talk. So speaking of e entertainment. Oh, oh, real quick though, I'm not done. Why would you interrupt me? Why <laughs> would you interrupt me? Uh you interrupted me first. <laughs> I am the producer of the show. You're the youngest brother. You're the smelliest. I haven't showered yet. Anyway. Oh, me neither. That's the one advantage of doing your podcast where you live. You just roll out of bed. We literally just rolled out. Well, I, uh, I got changed. Well, good for you. Anyway, the other thing I wanted to throw in there was Rotten Tomatoes have changed how um, they go about scoring and so forth. And er Basically, the big one is your early reviews, um, they don't get published unless you're a verified critic. It, you can't do early review as like community, so the community score. So the community, yeah, exactly. It doesn't touch that. So they did all this, but then the day of opening, somebody or some hate group organized like a billion write-ins and it still dropped the community score down below which was interesting i mean they're you know the, the idiots are adapting which i think it's always a good thing because then ron tomatoes has to go and adapt that one i'm, uh, I'm more okay with i think that one's okay i can't right now figure out how that could turn and be bad but you know time will tell yeah that's very interesting that was like the most yes, unenthusiastic, yes. interesting. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Stop saying that. I'm oh, sorry. I, I stopped listening. Stop is it? What's this podcast about again? <laughs> you were saying e entertainment. Speaking no, of. actually, it's going to pivot into a later point. Oh. Okay. Well, moving on to the next point that I want to talk about. Let's actually get into the nitty gritty. De some of the details of the film. Uh, we've got obviously we've we've talked about the scrolls, bunch of freak freaky deeks coming in. Freaky deeks. Freaky um, deeks. I think one of the big talking points I want to get to 
Actually, we'll get this one at the very end. And, you know, if you're listening, just stick around to a little bit towards the end. We are going to kind of dive into one of the biggest questions that the was MC. asked, which was why, obviously, spoilers, why is it that at the end of Infinity War did uh, Samuel L. Jackson decide then to use the pager? And we'll talk more about that. Kevin Feige actually gave a response uh, to us. Mm. Kevin Feige, Marvel nerd. Well, he kind of runs the whole shebang. I wonder Nerd. Anyway, um, <coughs> talking about one of the biggest, most important aspects of filmmaking to my heart. I uh, didn't go to school for this. Haven't ever studied it. <laughs> I'm just a, I'm just a, you know, a critique. A, a critique. The CGI. Hmm. The CGI of this film. Yeah, it was, it was fine. I actually thought it was really, really, really good. Actually, really? wait, what? I mean, I thought it I was, thought it was I one thought of the. I thought it was adequate. I thought it was one of the. Sorry, I thought it was one of the better Marvel CGI's that I've ever seen. Really, I'm shocked you would say that because Brie looked really fake in space. I'm shocked she, you. Say it, that. I thought it looked great. It, she looked so fake. She but looked like she looked like a plastic, like like to to me. I don't have an issue with that. I don't have an issue. You're with that. Okay. Uh, so I'm shocked that I'm you gonna. are fine with it. Because I actually didn't think it looked too bad. It looked, it looked, it looked terrible. You have like a human flying in space, like compared to like you know other stuff. At least for like when Iron Man does it, he's in a suit, so it's supposed to look like that. But you know, you can see like her face, right? Some sure, some skin, and it just looked, you know, it didn't look. Are good. you talking the end sequence? Yeah, I the thought. Yeah, I thought that was pretty, pretty good. The one in the trailer. But like I said, it's it's adequate to me. It's not a make or break thing, so. What did you guys I'm shocked that you you what did you was good. what did you guys think about like in terms of pacing of the film you know just a quick overview we start out you know in in Creeland with uh, her doesn't really know a whole lot she's training and they go on a mission and then she ends up at Earth uh, how do you guys feel about the pacing of the film I really liked it I know one of the biggest criticisms I've heard from most people is that it started out really really slow but I liked that I liked that it didn't just jump in it. It allowed us to like get our bearings, and uh, you know. Plus, this is the first time we have this character even appearing on screen, right? So I want a moment just to get a lay of the land, like see like what she's about. And I thought they did a good job with her. She has like a she has like a dry sense of humor, uh, and they let that come out a little bit. They they showed us what she was dealing with. Um, I thought it was that first mission. It was slow. It was you know it was it, there was a slow build up, but I thought that was needed to. To again let us get our bearings about this this Cree squad, what they're about, you know, what their what their mission is, you know, that kind of a thing. So I actually really liked I really liked the pacing. It didn't feel it, it felt like a slower paced Marvel movie, and that's a good thing because sometimes they feel a little bit too quick. Like Doctor Strange was a horribly paced movie. Doctor Strange is just a terrible movie in general, but it's the magical version of Iron Man. <laughs> no, it's but Iron Man <laughs> One Iron was Man a great two. movie. Iron Man 2. Doctor Strange <laughs> was like an Iron Man 2 or an Iron Man 3 level movie. Or yeah, Thor Do- movie. Doctor Strange was just garbage. But anyway, we're talking Captain Marvel. I know. Sorry, I, I can't help myself. CGI overall, very, very nice. <laughs> very, very pretty. I, I think it... Wait, what I, about the pacing? The, yeah, oh, pace, yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. I, I'm going back to something. The pacing, I don't know. I, I'm, I'll i be honest, on this podcast, you know, I wasn't all with it during the first 20 minutes of the film. Um, that's, a, that's a you and Julian problem. That's a very, yes... Julian, Julian, Julian Schwab, friend of the podcast, um, and I went to go see it. And the beginning was it was interesting. I I think to your point of like setting us up, yeah. showing where we are, giving us a little bit back backstory on a couple of these characters. It was definitely fun to see. Oh man, what is his his character's name? He's he's with um, Ronan. Oh oh, um, Korath. 
Oh, is that same? Korath. I would never have guessed that. It was nice to see Korath and kind of like where he comes from. Jude Law was very kind of... Jude Law? Jude Law, like... Dumbledore? Basically, I think they said to him, hey, Jude, just be you. It worked. That was okay. It it works, though. Jude Jude Law is Jude Law. He shouldn't try and be anything else. He's great as he is. Uh, I I thought Dumbledore was pretty good. Because he played Dumbledore in Fantastic Beasts. He was actually really good as Dumbledore. No, he was great. Uh, I didn't have a problem with the pacing of the movie so much as the look of the movie. Like, the first sequence was kind of swampy, and it was kind of like the colors blended. And then a lot of the movies in the desert, obviously, and it's very kind of bland. And the movie just felt kind of like meh, you know? Like, well, like in terms it, of visually, no visually, oh, oh. Uh, and um, I had a I had a conversation with a coworker um, at work about this, and coworker I, at work, hmm, interesting. Yeah, not a coworker <laughs> at home. Uh, <laughs> wow. And one of the things that we were discussing was, you know, Marvel, Marvel generally has, especially recently has given each film kind of a good feel to it. You know, love or hate Thor Ragnarok, it definitely has a certain feel to it, a certain aesthetic. Uh, Guardians, you know, quintessential for having a, a certain feel and look. A, a, mu- a musical tone. A musical tone and a visual look, too. Yeah. Um, That's true. There was a big opportunity to do a really good 90s feel and theme to this movie because mm-hmm. it did t- take place in 1995. Um, but besides a couple Metallica songs and a blockbuster, <laughs> I didn't really... Oh, and a Nine Inch Nail t-shirt. And a Nine Inch Nail t-shirt. I didn't get that feeling. I saw the movie with Mom and Dad, and we walked out of the theater. And Mom, the first question Mom and Dad asked me was like, when was that movie? Was that like present day mm. or, or anything? And I think that was maybe an issue with the movie. I don't think it was... Unless you're a super fan and you're very up to date with these films, if you're just a kind of a general fan and you go in, you're like, well... Nick Fury looked a little different, but when was this movie? I'm not entirely sure. The early 2000s, maybe? Yeah, it, yeah. It, 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 there's no distinct flavor to it. And I think that, to me, didn't... Uh, the pacing was fine, it, it, but it knocked the, it knocked me out a little bit. It would have been nice, actually, if they did, like... If they, sh- if they colored it with, like, a 90s vibe. Does that well, make... Like, for, like, the color science of the actual my, film? My coworker said, why didn't they just pony up the money and shoot in film, honestly? Mm. Give yeah. it the give it give the that high, con- yeah, yeah. That high contrast. I mean, it's, look. Whoa. it, it, it would have been. It was kind of a missed bu- missed opportunity for Marvel to experiment a little bit. Yeah, I mean, like Gar- like you said, Guardians of the Galaxy has a very clear, distinct color palette sure. to it. Iron Man one and two, sh- sure. Uh, Thor definitely. Captain America, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I kind of agree with you. This one definitely had kind even of the a Avengers has a specific, specific color feel palette, yeah. color palette to it, you know, and um, music and music. But like Doctor Strange, <laughs> this Ant Man, all very like that general. It's almost like thing. from like a Black Panther has its own distinct yeah. look and feel to it. You know what I mean? And yeah, Wakanda forever. <laughs> Why did why did you what have a list? That what I that's what my okay, and, and then like up. and then on top of that, I was actually a little disappointed in you know having Korath and Ronan and even um, I mean not Nick Fury so much, but like Korath and Ronan, I thought there would be some type of tie-in or at least allusion into how they get to become the radicals that they become, and I read a really good article about. You could replace these well these known characters with anyone else, and it yeah. doesn't change the story at all. Yeah, correct. So there there is quite literally no point in having 
these specific characters. And I was, so I was a little disappointed by that. Like, Korath works for Ronan in Guardians. They never interact in this movie. You know, Ronan is part of the Accusers, which is a, a Kree military unit, as we find out in this movie, that bombs planets. But we don't see how he becomes more radicalized from that to even break away from the clearly, as of the this Kree, moment, yeah. radical Kree. So there's just no allusion to that. I mean, there is the... Ronan does say at the end of the movie, like, we'll come back for her. So th- maybe it sets up, a, is Ronan going to be the bad guy in a Captain Marvel 2? So to, to, yeah, to, to answer that, that makes it sound like uh, perhaps this was, it wasn't meant to uh, show any kind of transition. It's just to show them before that transition. And then perhaps that's supposed to be a Captain Marvel 2 where... Because that's too, that's too weird of a line. Oh, sure. we're going to come back for the weapon? We already know he dies. So, <laughs> so it's gonna yeah, be somewhere so between, between yeah. Guardians yeah. and Captain Marvel. Yeah. And I would, I, w- I mean, if they are gonna go, let's do, uh, yeah, let's talk sequel. I mean, it's been confirmed there will be a Captain Marvel too. I am I, shocked. Has it been confirmed? <laughs> oh no, I'm just, ama- I'm just assuming. I mean, it, yeah, it's. I mean, they're setting her up as the next head of the MCU because when Harry, have I heard that before? That was what they're supposed to do with, with uh, Doctor Strange, Cumberbatch, but he wasn't as positively reviewed. I mean, so. So she. So Good. there's gonna be a sequel. If there's a sequel, th- I wonder if they're are they copying the Wonder Woman formula, which is yeah. old movie, and then like the sequel to Wonder Woman two is 1984. I wouldn't be surprised yeah, if this one is 10 years later, sure. when she's still on space, because we've got almost a we've got basically like a 20 plus year gap between right. Her, we don't know what she's been doing. Well, for and years. we know like whenever the next Avengers movie happens, it's probably gonna be like her Doctor Strange, Black Panther, Spider Man. They're like the new. Iron Man, Captain America, Hulk, Thor. Which, sure. you know, the Avengers, their cu- the current roster, they didn't feel very Avenger-y until, you know, it took them a while. Like Avengers 2 and then a lot of their sequel films, and then it kind of felt really like, yeah, this is cool. Like the first ones were all very kind of, like Captain America, the first soldier or the first the Avenger. The first Avenger. Terrible film. Very boring. Very stupid. Thor, the first one. Very boring. Uh, that didn't really, I didn't really get into Thor as a character until, yeah, the second Avengers and then Ragnarok I thought was cool. Mm. Ragnarok was definitely a better characterization of Thor. Thor 1 and 2, garbage. The only, like, first good one was Iron Man. Iron Man 2 was, (laughs) you guys are scaring me with, like, the Spider-Man 2 and the Spider-Man 3. (laughs) And, yeah, Iron Man 3, god-awful. So I guess maybe, like, films like the first Doctor Strange, the first Ant-Man, and now, obviously, the first Captain Marvel... They're a little kind of meh, right? They, right. D- they don't stand. They're not at the same caliber as like a Winter Soldier or a Thor Ragnarok. Right. Black but you Pan- just said those movies were terrible. Or you just said Winter Soldier. Oh wait, Winter Soldier. First Avenger, First Avenger was terrible. Winter oh, Soldier right. was beautiful. So, so, That's so what they didn't essentially, get. Okay. essentially put it this way, right? Black Panther is is similar in terms of quality to Iron Man one. Right, yes. sure. And then you know, Doctor Strange and Ant Man. The first, the first two Ant Mans are kind of like the first two Ant Mans are similar to like the first two Thors. Uh, the first Doctor Strange is similar to Captain America, the first Avenger, in terms of like good, it's but just, bad. It's just a thing. It's a, <laughs> yeah. it's a, it's a, a you're slowly a being forgetful, to these a forgetful film. And then where would you put Spider Man in that? The first Spi- Homecoming. I would say that's uh, along the lines of the same like Iron Man and Black Panther. And I think part of the reason though is from like a creative standpoint, you know, Kevin Feige and his team. I think they actually let those directors. You know, do this thing called direct, and I think it also helped that both what? of those characters did, weren't weren't 
beholden to an origin story either. Yeah, yeah. they were. This isn't the first time. Like, yeah, Ant Man, um, Doctor yeah, Strange, Doctor Strange, and now Captain Marvel. This is the first time you're hearing or seeing of these characters. Yes, I think it's harder to kind of give a fuck. So, Civil War, in theory, actually helped with Black Panther and Spider Man. Yeah, because you saw Big those time. characters. You saw them. Yeah. They actually had screen time. Black Panther, you got a solid motivation. Well, they had. They actually had Dad gone kaboom. Well, they had actually important arcs in that movie yep. that both of their movies played off of. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so did we just solve? Solve? We just solved Marvel's one of Marvel's biggest problems. Origin stories. Origin stories. They should go back to what they originally said, which was, "Fuck origin stories." And just jump into it. Mm. Right. I mean, really set up Dangle. I mean, if I think if you look at phase three of the MCU, the most successful part has been Civil War was good to, for me, but not great. But I think what makes it greater is that it's set up very good movies. It's set up Infinity War. It's set up Black Panther. It's set up Spider-Man. And that was the whole idea of Civil War. It was supposed to be the jumping off point for the phase. And in that regard, it's done a fantastic job. Mm. It's almost like... Those Ant-Man movies, Doctor Strange and Captain Marvel now, are like in the same realm as the Netflix Marvel thing, where it's basically, I imagine it as two different conference rooms with two sets of people talking about the same connected property, but they don't know the other conference room sure. exists. You have to, orga- <laughs> you have to organically... You, I think the MCU is showing you're at a point now where there are so many movies, you have to take off the kitty gloves where everything's on its own island, and you have to organically connect... If it's not organically connecting, it's just not going to be... Like, Doctor Strange was so on an island by itself, and it felt kind of weird. Same thing with kind of both Ant-Mans, you know? Captain Marvel... I think it, I think that's the topic we should probably discuss right now, right? right? Let's uh, discuss how it ties in with Endgame and then sure. the greater MCU. Yeah, and, uh, so I, th- I think, you know, it... it it does. There's obviously a lot of connection with Nick Fury, with Coulson, with Korath, with the Tesseract. Roman, Let's actually talk. I'd like to hit the Tesseract part first. Sure. So obviously, as we all know, the Tesseract. Let's give a quick history of the Tesseract. The universe is born, and then what? There's the Tesseract. What? Then it did something for like a billion years or something, and then it ended up on Earth. On Earth, and then some guy with a red skull who used to be in the Matrix. Found it, ripped his face off, then teleported him to some other stone, and then the stone went down in a plane with Captain no, Marvel. No, no, it actually went through the plane and into the ocean, and then at the end of the first Avenger, when they're looking for Captain America, Howard Stark finds the Tesseract right. before they find Captain America 65 years later. And then they ship it off to that government facility, which Arjuna, did you... There's a couple of shots of the military facility, exterior shots. Did you recognize that location? Yeah, it looked really similar. It's Mount Cheyenne Mountain, which is from, as we all know, the beautiful Stargate series. Stargate! Oh, so, Stargate is part of the MCU. Holy shit! No, the it is So, then it ends up at this military facility where, we, you know, it's, in, it's um, concluded that uh, Captain Marvell who is the Kree scientist, gets a hold of it. She starts working on it to create a faster-than-light engine thingamajiggy. The to save the scrolls. To save the scrolls. And then it ends up in space on her per, her, pri- her private ship. And then also, the bigger thing with the Tesseract, obviously it's moving around because of whatever, the Tesseract is the key that gave Captain Marvel her powers. Hmm. 
Wait, the, the Tesseract? Yes. I thought it was the engine. Oh, I guess. The engine was comes the from the Tesseract, right. so therefore Tesseract equals Captain Marvel powers. Which means she's an Infinity Stone. So a lot of our heroes A lot of our heroes, stones. and I kind of like that, that the Infinity Stones, they created... Some of these heroes. Some of these heroes, because they are the founding blocks of this particular universe. Sorry. And that piece, I, I'm, I, I think, is kind of cool, because it kind of keeps everything, you know, Toys. together and, and connected. What will be interesting is to see after Endgame, obviously. I'm assuming the Infinity Stones will disappear. Maybe they won't become a talking point. Or are they going to continue being a talking point in Phase 4, 5, 6, 8, That's nine, a really ten. good question. I don't know. Because they've been such a big part of the first three phases. Well, I mean, if rumors to be believed, Galactus is the next big thing, right? hey yo, Because <laughs> he's huge. Wait, isn't he an X-Men guy? Yeah, but the, He's the a Fantastic Four guy. The deal's oh. about to go through. I mean, they've been saying that, I feel like, for three years They've now. been saying that for ten so goddamn years. Until it actually Galactus, happens. I don't know, though. Galactus is going to be, I think, a harder thing to sell to an audience. because Than Thanos? Yes, because Thanos is a little bit more dynamic in terms of like his plots, his plans, his backstory. Galactus is just a force of the universe. But, uh, but put it this way, right? So the first Avengers movie came out in 2012. Right? So seven years ago. When that I was twenty two. When that end credit scene happened with Thanos, how many people actually knew who the fuck Thanos was? Only the comic book nerds who didn't inform the rest I of did us. because previous to seeing that movie, Marvel at the time had an animated show yes. called Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Right. And he was in there quite a but bit. But you but you are literally the one percent. In terms of you're the one oh, percent, <laughs> you're the one percent in terms of who knew that who that character was, what their motivation sure. was, or anything. Sure, sure, sure. Literally, when I first saw it, I thought, "Oh, that's Red Skull," because it kind of looked red. <laughs> and then I realized, "Oh, it wasn't Red Skull; it was Thanos." Wow, you're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was a young nineteen at the time. Dang. Yeah. But. But that's what I'm saying. It's so in seven, this. so in seven years, literally from that first appearance, now everybody knows uh, he is like one of the most popular memes on the internet. In seven years, he went from literally a B C list type of villain in terms of the general public to like big bad, the guy. biggest bad guy. Everyone knows what the snap is. Everyone knows who Thanos is. Hey, good job. But my point though is like Thanos is still more dynamic than Galactus, where he has lines, he has thought process. All Galactus does is, I hungry, I eat planets. But you can change. That's it. You can change. <laughs> but, but you can change that. Yeah, you know what like, I mean? It's not like Disney do hasn't you, changed remember, certain things. Do you remember the 1990s Silver Surfer animated show? Sure. Galactus obviously is a big part of Silver Surfer's origins, his whole being, essentially. And literally, that is all Galactus says in that series. Sure, I hungry. I need to yeah, feed. But, but you could change that. Or, or <laughs> that's, that's it. Like, the other rumor. Big, the other rumor baby. is the other rumor is Doctor Doom, or doing like the Legion of Villains, like Doctor Doom, Red Skull, etc. Et that would be badass. That's just too much like the Legion of Doom from DC, and that never works. The Legion of Boom. Yeah, but w- but think about it, right. That would be a perfect instead of having one big almighty bad guy. Is let's do a bad guy team up. A TM. A, a team to rival that of the Earth's Mightiest Heroes. I don't know though. Do even we, though half of them aren't even from Earth. For like Phase Four and like Phase Five, do we need like yes. the universe-ending type events happening every no, time? No, and that's why that's why a, a a bad guy team up. Their their goal wouldn't be to end the universe. It would be simply to take over Earth, which would be a uh, nice. 
I mean, dramatic. honestly, one of the most fascinating things that's going to happen thing. after Endgame is all of the movies that are secretly in development because there's a ton in development that we have no idea about. We'll finally, we'll finally, really, we'll finally actually get some concrete evidence as to what it is, and we'll we'll learn more of the plans. But I mean, it sounds like they're moving very much away from Earth, very much away from this present timeline, and playing around with time and space, and not necessarily having a a very obvious overarching <coughs> present day theme, right? Like, look, there's been 21 Marvel movies. That's right? it. It feels like 40. And all, almost all of those movies have taken place in a 10-year span, 12-year span, mm. um, with some e- exceptions, but it's still all within 100 years, essentially. Uh, they really want to play with that. They really want to go with, like, the Eternals. Uh, they really want to go with, you know, far into the future, far into the past, uh, and really tell more dynamic stories. So, honestly, I might be more excited to learn, like, what the future direction is from Feige and company than Endgame itself. Wow, that's interesting. I haven't even really thought about the future. I'm just excited for Endgame, so that I can finally end my. Wow! Turn. Don't don't say <laughs> that. End my wow. turn. Um, weird. <laughs> very very Whoa. dark, Krishna. Uh, um, one of the other talking points, you know, we're talking about Tesseract. We're talking about you the know, Tesseract. The end of the movie, how this connects with everything else. One piece that we didn't really talk about, I think we should, is Captain Marvel, the Cree. In most of the Cree. comic lines and the comic stories, Captain Marvel is a male character. How dare they change it? Is an actual love interest to um, Carol Danvers. Ca- yeah, thank you, Carol, Carol Danvers. Um, and is actually the reason more in terms of his Captain Marvel's powers transferring to uh, Carol. Oh, that's interesting. Um, that's so this one, weird. yeah, this one they kind of completely changed, and you know, I thought it was really, really cool because one thing I always hate about um, movies. Especially love like yeah, love interest. Especially like if I want to see a love interest, I'll go see uh, a Kevin Hart, you know, love comedy. Kevin <laughs> Hart, <laughs> what yeah, like, a strange, like the, w- like the one he did with The Rock. That's a that's a love comedy, right? No. Oh, I don't think I saw that. I one. completely missed that. Maybe it bad. is. I don't. I don't know. Anyway, uh, yeah, I really hate when, especially like in comic book movies, you throw in the love interest. Like Wonder Woman, one of the things I did not like about the film. Was Chris Adam. Pine? Was Chris Pine and that stupid love thing? <laughs> that was so freaking annoying. Hey, don't worry, it's coming back for the sequel. Great. Wait, did he die? Who cares? Yep. Who? Who the fuck cares? I assume we do, since we'll probably be forced to go see it. I refuse. What if our sponsor said we have to? Okay, I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, okay, I'll go. Oh, okay. Um, but okay, yeah, I'm you. really happy that there there was no like typical love story, right? That's true. She had this. Working relationship with Nick Fury, which is I thought fun. Also, a working relationship with Jude Law, her firm, former boss. Wait, <laughs> wait, wait, wait! I'm trying to go back in my mind now. What was the last Marvel movie without a love interest? Without or with? Without. Oh, Ragnarok. Well, he did it for the love of his people. <laughs> no, but but they, but they but they specifically he has no specific. I guess there's some flirtation between yeah. him and Tessa Thompson's character, yeah. but it's not. It's not. It's not in your face. It's not in your face. It's not in your face. It doesn't. The movie doesn't revolve like the ending doesn't relate to that, and that's why like with Captain Marvel, Marvel doing what they did with her character, I thought that was way more interesting, sure. way more fun, much better. Like, why do we need? A character to have a stupid love interest. Uh, uh, just to just to point the other side of that, can you imagine the backlash if they had done it traditionally w- with the comic books? Everyone would have said, "Oh, here we go. Uh, the woman it relies on the man yep. to uh, 
to to get her powers, right, or, exactly. or to further her exactly. own story. Yeah. So the fact that they did it like this, they completely subverted that, um, you know, that trope. Yeah, which I think props to them. That's one one of the things that in a very bleh movie they got right. A lot of people didn't like that. Uh, that's actually one of the criticisms a lot of I guess critics and trolls alike is that uh, Captain Marvel mm-hmm. they made a woman. But I don't really understand what that criticism is. They got too far away from the source material. Like, is that is that is that what they're mad about? It's the same people that are upset now that like Bobby and and for for X Men Iceman is uh, in the currently in the comics he's gay. That is that a is that an issue? Yes, because you you pivot away from the what people see as like set values of a character. Interesting. I, wait, did I talk? Uh, was it <laughs> because you? people never change? Wait, wait well, who so was apparently? It, who yeah. was it that I talked to actually about like? The, the a character's race, sexuality, um, one of your old friends. May, I don't know who I was talking to about it, but oh, I remember. But but <laughs> the big thing is like I always take the Batman situation. Sure, right. Batman could have been black. He could have been gay. He could have been you know a uh, woman. You know, uh, gender neutral. He could have been whatever. As long as the core thing that makes Batman Batman. <clears throat> Is seeing his parents die in front of them, yeah. and then vengeance, and then yeah. and vengeance. That is the core thing. It's like Spider Man, like the Peter Parker Spider Man, we should say. Right. The core thing is Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben dying. Right. Power is responsible. Great power. Right. Or some. I, or some I shit. wholeheartedly sure. like disagree when someone's like their someone's character's sexuality or their uh, gender or whatever is the big thing that makes them that character. It means the character failed. If 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 your character is reliant on a uh, a superficial thing like that and not a deep core value, then the characters failed. So you're right, right, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think to combat, I mean, we're going crazy political, you know, side tangent here. And you know, if we you're to. listening, good. Is if you if we want the world to become a place where you go and see a movie and we don't have to, you know, naturally realize that there are going to be the trolls on the internet bashing the movie because it's uh, female driven. The way I think you combat it, you just stop talking about it, right? You just go and see the movie and enjoy the movie and pick apart the movie because of, mm-hmm. you know, bad acting, amazing CGI, right? Mm-hmm. Th- if we do that, the world would be a better place. I guess it's, it's impossible, though, when half the people or a, a majority of the people go and they're, they're making that the concept. You can't, like, it's fine to say stop talking about it, but mm-hmm. not everyone will do that. People, that will still be part of the movie for them. And I guess it's, it's not right or wrong. Uh, you know, maybe it is. I don't know. I can't make that moral judgment. I guess I guess the thing is in terms of like the if it's right or wrong, as long as you're not harming another individual mentally or physically, then I guess it's okay. Oh, uh, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Free will. It's so stupid. What do we think about Colson? I hated that CJ. Wait. Wait, yeah, that CGI was shit. Yeah, that one was pretty That bad. CGI was complete another like, shit. Like Samuel Jackson's was good. But Colson's was really bad. Yeah, I don't know why his but was so I, bad. I, that's what's confusing. Maybe because he's well. If you think about right? it, it makes perfect sense because Colson is a terrible character, and the actor uh, who sorry. plays him. I'm sorry. Did you see Agents of Shield? He's not. Terrible. I I, su- I saw uh, I saw enough. I saw I think 45 seconds, and that was more than enough. And uh, yeah, so so it makes sense that the CGI for a bad character would be bad. Well, I mean, I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, as, <laughs> a, char- sign language as over a character, here. I thought it was interesting. I mean, the actor Greg Greg Clap. Greg wait, wait. I'm sorry. Say it again. Greg Clap. Greg Clap. That's your. That's you're locking that in. Greg Clark. 
Uh, it's Clark Gregg. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Mr. Dyslexic. Oh, seriously. So Clark Gregg, really. Anyway, his, um, name, his name's not Clark. He actually came out and said that playing um, Coulson has been a very like personal uh, thing for him through family and stuff. And, and the fact that like he's played this character for almost 10 years. It's true. Um, it's very personal to him. And he was really happy that they asked him to come and do this. Because I guess Coulson as a character in the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. series, spoiler if you're watching that, uh, he he's gone. He's dead. Yeah, he dies. He dead dead. Even but he's coming back this next season as a different character that wears the face of <laughs> Coulson. Coulson. And we have a, a cat a on scroll? our podcast table. Wait, uh, some people think he might be playing a scroll. <laughs> um, that uh, is the that is the popular theory. I guess we should uh, point out as well because this was made. I was made aware of this by Julian that um, Clap Clark uh, <laughs> um, isn't even. He he's actually a theater actor, a stage actor. Yes. By by trade, so he that's actually, and he, he was actually known in uh, a sitcom with um, what's her name, uh, Julia Dreyfus, Louise Dreyfus, you know the from Veep Dreyfus. and from oh, uh, oh yeah, yeah Seinfeld. Yeah. They were in a show together called The New Adventures of Old Christine. Oh yeah, a that sitcom on CBS. That's right. Together. Yeah, that was a long time ago. It was like the mid two thousands. That's forever ago. Yeah, that's forever ago, man. So I think if you're still listening, we did promise that we would talk about the big. Um, you know, the big reveal here, you go and you see this movie and you want to know how it ties specifically into Endgame, more specific at the end of Avengers Infinity War. Uh, the world is vapor, half the world is being vaporized. Congrats. I think that's a great Not thing. Not referenced in any of the TV shows. Who cares? <laughs> and Samuel, Samuel motherfucking Jackson, you know, sees this coming and then he pulls out this pager, which we see Captain Marvel, excuse, yeah, Captain Marvel give to um, Nick at the end of the Captain Marvel film. It's a pager. He uses it, and it sends out her symbol. And then, um, at the very end of the Captain Marvel film, one of the post-credit scenes, we see her show up at the Avengers 2.0 base, and she simply says, where's Nick Fury? I think she says, where's Fury? Where's Fury? Whatever. Now, a lot of people have asked, you know, the big question has been, why, why is it he only uses the pager then. That's the big question. And yeah, that's the big question. Why? That, why? That why? Really did, the yeah, only that's question, the only yeah. question. Why did he use the pager then and there? Why didn't he use it for the alien invasion and in Avengers? Exactly. Why didn't he use it for Ultron? Exactly. Why didn't he use it when for Thor, any of the when other Thor, crazy when shit? Thor shows up in the first Thor movie, you know, you got a giant robot thing blasting heat rays out of its face. Sure. I mean, or, or Thor: The Dark World when. They have um, uh, Malachite in uh, London. You know Christopher Eccleston. I don't remember. Any was of Nick that. F- was Shield involved with that? Uh, I can't remember if they were involved, but yeah. I mean <laughs> they would have known it was happening. It was kind of like an end of the world event. Mm, okay. With, with the Ether, one of the Infinity Stones, by the way. Oh. Yeah, Thor: Dark right. World is very much like Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets in terms of everyone <laughs> hates it, but it's actually very important for the MCU continuity. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody cares. <laughs> um, Much like Chamber well, of Secrets. Well, because so Kevin, let, let me tell you why he, he waited till then. Because she said for emergencies only, so and all of those other things, <laughs> they were just little things that the regular heroes could take care of. That's what was well, Captain, so, so that was Nick Fury's uh, reasoning. So something you said at the top was Kevin Feige actually made a comment about well, this. Before we get there, do you sure. know what he said? Yeah, I, I, I know. I, I know don't. what he said. I you don't. don't, Christian. Why do you think? Really? Like, why do you think? Nick Fury, a man who got his eyeball scratched out by a cat, uh, Is that waited till that moment yeah. to do it when people were just disappearing around in front of him. Yeah. Why do you think he waited till then? 
This is a Christian Ramgopal exclusive. Uh, I c- there's only one reason that actually logically makes sense. He forgot he had it in his pocket <laughs> until that very moment. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I wish that was. I wish that was the actual case, but it's not. He's, he's, like, like, he's like, damn. He's like, motherfucker, so, I forgot about this. So Kevin Feige answered this question in a recent interview, and he did the typical Kevin Feige thing. He simply said, "How do you know he hasn't used it before?" Oh, yeah. son of a... And then, you know, there's been a lot of thing of, like, why did she wait till just then to come back to Earth? Or maybe or she's been back before. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is, how do you know? You don't know. Yeah. Which well, maybe, maybe he's tried calling and she hasn't answered. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, that's, that's Which uh, I think the, ho- the whole thing, I think, is fascinating. That is legit. Uh, and I think it's one of those things where, like, you know, we will joke and laugh about it, but in the grand scheme of things, it's not super important. It, it falls into this thing that right. I've learned, that I've coined, called plot device. Mm. I, it's I, a MacGuffin. You know what I mean? And like it when they did the first Avengers, ca- the like this didn't exist. Like Captain Marvel didn't exist. That pager didn't exist. That wasn't on a piece of paper. They weren't thinking this far ahead at that time. No, no, no. To correct this 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 horrible thing that they've done, right? Which is go back and change everything. They now they, they now need to do Avengers from Avengers One from Captain Marvel's perspective, right? She was actually there the whole time, but she was undercover. Like there's a moment where Tony Stark is about to get destroyed by one of the aliens, and she like takes it out from behind or something. That's yeah, yeah. the only way. And they have to redo Winter Soldier. And <laughs> I mean, that would be interesting. No, that would be terrible. <laughs> please, That'd be awful. Please, no. And yeah. now, <clears throat> moving on, I, I kind of want to tie, go into the the newest. I think the last. Uh, Jesus, I have hiccups. <coughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> die here. Uh, I'm gonna wrap. I'm gonna hurry up here. Um, I want to go and talk about the most recent Endgame trailer that came out. Uh, yes. yes. Have you all seen it? Uh, yes. There's I a poll on what at was it good uh, on Twitter about it. Yes. yes. Please check definitely it out. check out at was it good. Yes. Um, my biggest my biggest thing with that trailer is there is the last shot of that trailer is Thor. Mm-hmm. Thor. And he pulls his ha- he he calls his hammer his right, axe his axe, and she doesn't flinch. And then he says, "I like this one. Mm-hmm. I hate that line. It's sexist. It's stupid." No. What were they thinking? No, he no, didn't no. have to say anything. Yeah, no. The reason the, but the reason you can get away with that is because um, that scene is almost a copy and paste from the beginning of Thor Rock, Ragnarok when he has he reveals his father to be Loki. He has uh, he has his father looking the other way and he calls his hammer and Loki flinches. And that's how he knows his father is Loki. I'm, I'm fine with the fact that act. So I'm not fine is is the line. Like n- I'm okay with this one. Yeah, no. But he means that it's not a sexist thing. It doesn't. If it's a warrior standing in front of him, it, c- it doesn't matter that it's a woman. Right? That could be anyone. It could be if Spider Man stood there and flinched, he'd be like, "Get this piece of crap away from me." Her sex has nothing to do with it. Is that she's a warrior and didn't flinch? So, so, you, so are you, we have to get away from. So are you saying I'm you're being, I'm you're being falling sensitive? Prey, you're falling prey to your own. You're falling. Pre- and this this is this is a complicated thing. People fall prey to their own, the thing that they're trying to get away from. To not do that, you could also frame that as sexist. He's doing it to test her metal as a warrior. It has nothing to do with her being a woman. That's at least how I look at it. Do we want to talk about which of the scenes are fake in the trailer? No, we're not. That's for another podcast. Oh, wait, do we want to talk about the white the armor? It was stupid. That was dumb. That was so bad. Yeah, Why would they do yeah, that? They didn't do that in the animated series. God. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I, those maybe those are their spacesuits. They are their spacesuits. They're not going. Oh. No, well, they're, I'm okay they're, with they're their quantum realm suits because they're going in time. You idiots! <laughs> Shut up. Oh, 
Do you guys even? Did you guys even watch Ant Man and the Wasp? What do we want to say about the cat? Oh, yeah, well, Flurgan, uh, Flurgan cat, <laughs> um, goose, goose. Originally named Chewy in the comics. Yeah, what? I don't understand why they, they named would get away it from Goose it. after Top, Top Gun. Gun. Yeah. Chewy would have been better because it's a Disney thing. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, maybe they didn't want Chewy to be affiliated with a tesseract eating. Flurgan cat who scratched out Fury's eye. I think that the, ca- the whole point of the cat was just to sell pop. Like I'm on a website right now about the new po- uh, Funko, Jesus Funko pops, <laughs> um, and a lot of the newer ones are like all about the cat. So they just did it for selling toys, which is a typical Disney thing. It was also hilarious. What did you guys think of the reveal that <laughs> Fury's eye didn't come out in any like spectacular way, but. Uh, a, a fucking cat. A fucking cat scratched it out. Oh, I think it's fantastic. I think it's great. I think it adds more to his character. Yeah, he like he like builds up the this, fact like, that he's hiding eye. the fact that it was a cat. Yeah, as well. But that's his character. Well, I mean, that's his thing. He's a spy. Well, the most he the lies. most the most significant line of his eye came in Winter Soldier. He's like, "Last the time I trusted someone, I lost an eye." And it fits really well because <laughs> he trusted the cat and he lost an eye. Oh, it actually man. makes that line really funny. Yeah. But he said he delivers it like so like Yeah. I was in battle. <laughs> there were flames and people dying all around me. And I sacrificed my eye. Okay, that's weird. Uh, I think we uh, we should answer that age-old question. Before that, you know, the big Marvel news as of yesterday, actually, James Gunn is officially back for Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Ooh, yes. I finally have hope again. <laughs> and he's still doing the Suicide Squad. I have more hope for that film than Guardians 3, just being honest. I, I, I don't care. Anyway, about anything. Our Booba Kabubu or Arjuna, <laughs> aka Arjuna, was Captain Marvel good? Yes. Krishna was Captain Marvel good? Yeah. Ravi was uh, Captain Marvel. I'm sorry, Captain Marvel good? No. All right, that's uh, that went about as, as I think as we all thought it would. Really? Yeah. I, I knew you would say no. God, that was so obvious. And then, uh, would you watch it again? Yes. No. I would watch it again. Too forgettable. Arjuna will watch everything again. <laughs> Actually, uh, Arjuna. That's not true. I would not watch Venom again. Arjuna will be oh, doing a special. This is a this is brand new. We're announcing it today. Before Endgame comes out, Arjuna is taking a week of his life off prior and rewatching every single movie. I really did think about it. And we're gonna be live streaming it. Oh my god. The whole thing. Yeah, we're gonna need like a bucket for your toilet breaks. Because you can't make it into the editing bay. Uh you have to press pause for that. Um, by the way, I uh, real quick, I thought it would be a really cool idea if someone would take the best trailer, I told you about this, the best trailer from every Marvel movie and just do the trailers back to back to back to back to back to back. So take the best trailer from Iron Man 1 and then whatever the next movie was and then all the way up through Captain Marvel. That would be a cool like hour, hour and a half live stream. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, just I to like watch that. watch the best trailers. But I, I feel like it'd be a great way just to see the movies. But 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 without investing, you bottoms. have to take bottoms. the music out and put in the Avengers theme. Oh, oh my god, yes. stupid stupid new video. It would have worked. Anyway, thank you for listening. You can find us on Twitter at Was It Good, on the Instagrams at Was It Good BTM BTM BTM. Uh, I'm Ravi. You can find me at Ravi underscore Ramgopal. Uh, I'm Krishna. You can find me on Twitter at squish underscore life with a Y. And I'm Arjuna Ramgopal, and you can find me at Arjuna Ramgopal on everything. Wow. Everything. That's because your name's not that unique. Even my Wait, space. Wait, no, it is unique. Crap. It's super unique. Anyway, thank you. Goodbye.